0: I believe you with that golf clap. Amen. I'm going to talk about something tonight that everybody can improve on. How many would like to talk about something every single one of us, without fail, can improve on? I want to talk tonight about listening. Amen. Listening. Are you listening? When I was in Costa Rica, our assistant director of our kids ministry, Guillermo, would always tell people when, when Americans would come over to visit, he always had the same joke. Remember ever know somebody always had the same joke? But it was a good one, though. He didn't speak any English at all. I mean, nothing. Even though his kids spoke English and everything, but he would always tell people when they would talk to him. In Spanish, of course, and they didn't understand what he was saying either, but I understood. He'd say, I, I hear English perfectly. He said, I hear it perfectly. I, I, I can hear every word spoken, and I hear it perfectly. I just don't understand it. Amen? How many know you can hear, but if you don't understand, you're not really listening. There was a story of Franklin Roosevelt, the president, who would have to get to the White House a lot of times, and there'd be tons of people who were waiting to hear him or to meet him and talk to him, and there'd be these long lines, and he'd have to receive these people. And he complained that really when people would come to talk to him, they really didn't listen to what he had to say. They just wanted to meet the president. So one day during a reception he decided to try an experiment. To each person that came down the line and shook his hand, he murmured, "I murdered my grandma this morning." I murdered I murdered my grandma this morning. I murdered my grandma this morning. And everybody went through the line and just shook his head and sm- shook their hands and smiled. And went through the entire line until it got to the end and the, the while the when the ambassador from Bolivia came, and he he was the only one that actually heard those words, and without even hesitating for a second, he whispered back and said, "I'm sure she had it coming." <laughs> amen. Out of the entire group of people, one person was listening. How I many know this can be a problem for us at church? We can come tonight and be here physically. We can be here listening, but we don't always get what's being preached. Amen. And I I, I think that all of us can become better listeners, myself included. How many want to have more faith? Like you want your faith to grow? Now I'm going to tell you something just biblically to understand. You you, you can't get more faith. You already have a certain measure of faith, the Bible says, but you can use your faith more. How many want to use your faith more? Amen. Exercise your faith more. Well, the way to do that is what the Bible says in Romans 10. This isn't on the screen tonight. Verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing or listening and hearing or listening or hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Lord, we ask you to anoint your Word tonight. We bless those that are watching online. We ask you to speak, Lord, to everyone here in this congregation, to myself, to every person that's listening online on the podcast, that you speak to us as we open up our ears to hear, Father. Give us ears to listen and let the Holy Spirit resonate in this tonight and let it speak to us and get deep down in to where we become not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? So if you read the Bible much, and I hope that you're reading the Bible a lot more right now than you have been, I hope you're establishing through those books some habits. I've been talking to different people who've been sharing with me how they have been reading more and they're excited about it, and I hope that's the case with you. And I hope that you're uh, witnessing more. I hope that you're praying more. I hope that you're doing all these things that this challenge is challenging us to do. Amen? If you're not, we still have a couple weeks left. So it's never too late to get started. Amen? But in the Bible, all throughout, we're going to hear these words in Matthew 11, verse 15. And this, uh, I don't think I sent this either because it's a short one. But Jesus would say over and over again, let him who has ears hear. How many of you could say you've heard that or read that before? Let him who has ears hear. That's kind of an interesting thing to think about, but there's a twofold meaning behind that. And one is that God was saying through his word, he's basically saying, Everyone. How many know everybody? I mean, there is a very small, minimal, super small percentage of people in the world. I'm sure that there are some people that are born without ears, but everybody has ears. Okay? Not not everybody can hear, but everybody has here. hear. So what he's saying is this is for everybody, every race, every, every, every nation, every person. He says, I want everybody to hear. So that's one side of it. But the other side of it is he's saying, I want everyone to pay attention. That everyone who pays attention hear. Because tonight, everyone in this place is hearing the message. But I don't want you to be like Guillermo and just hear it. I want you to understand it. God doesn't want us just to read the Bible. He wants us to understand it. He wants us to get understanding. He wants us not only to understand, he wants us to apply it. So I want to talk about tonight four different, if you're taking notes, four different kinds of hearers or listeners, and we're going to see this in a parable here in just a moment. Number one is a hard-hearted listener. Hard-hearted listener. Somebody whose heart is hard, so they listen, but it, it bounces off. Number two is the shallow hearted listener. They listen, but nothing really gets in. Nothing. There's no depth. There's no reaction. There's no understanding. The third one is they're listening, but there's a lot of clutter. The clutter hearted listener. So they're, they're trying to pay attention, but they don't focus on making sure that there's no distractions around them. And the fourth one is is, of course, the good-hearted listener. That's somebody who knows how to put the distractions aside. That's somebody who knows how to pay attention. And in spite of everything that's going on, they're going to get something out of it. You, would you be, agree with me tonight that people who are success, successful in life, whether it's business or Christianity or anything, is people are, are good listeners? There's the old joke that everybody's heard, the old cliche that everybody's heard, That there's a re- and it's the truth. There's a reason that God gave us two ears and one mouth. So that means we should probably be listening twice as much as we talk. Can I get an amen? He gave us two ears and one mouth. And, and a lot of times we might be so busy talking that we're not stopping and listening. Have anybody ever made a phone call? This is one of my pet peeves. If I call, and I hope that I, if I do this, Someone would tell me, but you call somebody, and I've got some people in mind, no one in this church, I promise, but I've got some people in mind that if they call me or I call them, they may be on speaker or they may not, but there's a bunch of, and some of them have kids, and that's cool, but there's so much noise going on behind, I can't hear. Does anybody get annoyed by that? I just hang up. I just hang up and I call back and if it's still that way, then I ask. I'm like, could can, 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 can you go to another room or, I, or call me back when the kids aren't around. I mean, because to me, it's just a waste of time. If I'm just going to hear and just noise in the back, or it might be a kitchen or it might be, am I talking to anybody human here? That's, that's kind of what, what has to happen. We have to get to a place where we, we get the clutter out, we get the distractions out so we can actually listen. Two ears, one mouth. Let's go to Matthew 13. This is going to follow up. Tonight on, on where I preached on, on Sunday morning in Matthew 13, we talked about the parable of the seed, and tonight we're going to follow up with the, how the, the parable of the seed and sower is explained a little further down in Matthew 13 if you've got your Bibles, and right before we read, I want, I want to say two statements that I want us to get out and make sure that this is written down for those that are taking notes. Two things that I want you to focus on if you don't get anything else out of this. Number one, can you learn from anyone? Ask yourself that question. Can you learn from anyone? Meaning you get around, it doesn't matter if, you, if, if, if they're younger than you, does not matter if they're more inexperienced than you? Does not matter if they've been married less time than you? Can you get around a married couple and you've been married 30 years and get around a married couple that's been married a year? Can you learn something from them? Can you as a business person that's been in business a long time get around somebody who's just starting up their business? Can you learn something from them? Can you that's been saved since Job was on the earth? Get around somebody who just got saved last month and learn something from them. If you have the attitude of listening and learning, you'll be amazed. I'm I'm just going to say, you know, this wasn't necessarily a listening thing, but I I was just thinking about this today. I I, I love when I learn something at 47 years old that I've never learned in my entire life. I love it. I love learning something new. And I learned something from Chick-fil-A. I was in the bathroom washing my hands, and I looked up at their picture of washing their hands, and this may sound crazy, but this is something I had never thought about doing when I washed my hands, and I feel like I washed my hands pretty good, and I've washed my hands a lot, actually, but I looked at the diagrams, and this, is, this goes along with listening, but it was looking, and they were showing that at one point, they have all these steps, and of course, I don't know if anybody does all those steps, because it take a long time, but I noticed one that I have never, had never noticed before and they showed the hand out like this and the other hand rubbing the nails on the hand. Some of you might have maybe been in the food business and you might have learned that or if you're in the food business you should learn that. Amen. But I, I had never seen that before and never since I saw that diagram, I, when I wash my hands, I, I get my, I do this on my hands to get the, the soap under the nails. Now, I'm not going to ask you if you knew that or not, but it was new for me. And I learned something that was valuable. Something like that, that way down in your life, you'd think, I should have learned that about, about six years old. Amen? But how many know that we can never stop learning, but you can't learn if you don't listen? If you, if you look at somebody in life and you think, I know more than them, or I'm more experienced than them, or I've been saved longer than them, you're never going to be a good listener. And one of the greatest things that you can do is be at a place where you listen and you learn from people, from anyone. So I wanted you to write that down. Now, Ma- I'll give you the other one in a minute. Matthew 13, verse 18. Let's look at this. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, that's listening, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away that was, which was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places is he who, again, listens or hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet has no root in himself of the word. Sorry, but it endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now, he who receives, and this is going back to the four kinds of listeners I just talked about, he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. This is the clutter hearted listener, and the cares of this world and the de- deceitfulness of riches choke out the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But here's the good hearted listener. He who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit. And produces some 100, some 60, and some 30. Look at the person next to you tonight and say, are you listening? Can we all agree that this is a good thing to talk about tonight? Can we all agree that all of us can become better listeners? If you don't need to become a better listener, you're lying to yourself. Because even if you're a good listener, I I, I would like to think that I'm a good listener. I want to be a better listener. One of the things that, just to throw this out, is we're so busy in life. We're so busy running around and, and, and doing life that we can miss sometimes really important moments. And, and I want to be the person that doesn't ever pass by somebody who has something really important for me to hear and not hear it because I was so busy that I didn't stop to listen. You know, the Lord is speaking to us probably more than we're listening and I don't know about you, but I want to hear the voice of the Lord. And I know the best way that I can hear His voice is in the Word. And, I, and we get away from that a lot. If, if, if you could say, what's the most important thing you're trying to say tonight? We've got to be in the Word. Because a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this myself over the years, I want to hear from God. And like Dwayne said at, at the prayer time, I want to hear it from somebody on the phone. Or I want to hear it from somebody on the TV. Or I want to hear it from somebody. But I don't many times look for what I'm trying to hear from God straight from Him. And sometimes I want to hear that audible voice. I just want to hear God speak. Just do this, do that. And God is saying many times, I'm speaking, but you're not listening. Because the way He speaks, I'm just going to tell you this, the way He speaks most of the time is through His Word. Amen. Yes, He speaks to your spirit, absolutely. Yes, you can hear that voice that I've heard different times in my life where I knew it was God. And I knew He was telling me to do something. But He, he wants to speak to us every single day. Every single day. He wants to speak to us all during the day. But the, word, the way that we're going to hear His voice is listening to the Word. That's why Jesus was putting this emphasis. And He's basically saying, some people hear it, but that nothing happens because it's shallow. Or they hear it, but there's too much clutter. Or they hear it, but other things are more important. But those that pay attention, those that listen and incline their ear to the Holy Spirit, He wants to speak. And, he want, and I said this uh, uh, on Sunday, I believe this year, for those who are really listening, God is going to speak more this year than He ever has for those that are listening. He's looking for some ears that are inclined to His voice. And the best voice that you can incline your ears to is the Word of God. Amen? So what makes us, so here, write this down, we don't have a hearing problem, we have a listening problem. We hear it, but are we really listening? So what makes us a good listener? Let's go to James chapter 1. I'm assuming tonight that everybody here is like me, and you want to become a better listener. You want to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit. You want to hear His voice clearer this year than you've ever heard it before. And if we don't understand the Bible, church, the closer we get to the return of the Christ, we know that there's going to be more noise. There's going to be more clutter. There's going to be more false doctrines there's going to be more things that seem to appear like god but they're not there's going to be more voices out there and we've got to be careful to stay in god's word so what makes us a good listener james chapter one it makes it very clear verses 22 to 25 he says but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves let's just leave that right there let's go back to 22 and just stay there for just a second if i'm reading the bible and i'm listening to it and i'm and i have the intention I, i'm going to say that i believe that every one of us tonight has the right intentions we want to serve god we want to hear god we want to 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 see god move in our lives but god needs us to get beyond just listening and he needs us to start doing Right? He needs us to go beyond. that. He says, I, the only way that I can know that you're listening is that you show me by doing. And maybe God, not maybe, God has an amazing plan for all of us. Does everybody believe that? An amazing plan. He wants you to touch lives. He wants you to witness. He wants you to impact people. He wants you to be prosperous as your soul prospers. He has thoughts that He thinks towards you. But maybe you're back at the starting line or maybe you're halted because... You're reading, you're even listening, but you're not doing. And God is saying, I see your intentions, I see your heart, I see that you want to do right, but I need you to connect your listening with action. That's how we become good listeners, is we do what we heard. Right? Don't you think that's what God's expecting? It's not good enough to say, someone say, hey, did you hear me? Yes, heard you loud and clear. And then you walk away and don't do what was told. Right? That's God is looking for us to hear and listen, but He wants us to do what He says. So let's keep reading. For if anyone is a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he's like a man that observes his natural face in a mirror. He sees himself and then goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues it, is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in all that he does. You know what we can start doing? I'm going to give you some homework, some some things to think about. As you read, don't just read to say you read. Read to understand. And, and read to apply and say, Lord, how can I, I mean, God, I believe God would rather read, you read five verses and apply them than five chapters and not. So it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. And God wants you to understand what you're reading and then, and then we can go a little deeper and dig a little deeper and, and, and not, just, not just do it to check the box off, but say, Lord, I want to be a doer of your word. I want fruit in my life. I want to start applying this. And the longer you stay in the gospel and the things of God, you're going to see that this, bu- this book works. It works. It's perfect. That's why that verse said that when you are in, look into the perfect law of liberty and continue in it and not be a forgetful hearer, but a doer, you'll be blessed. I don't have to ask how many want to be blessed tonight. Of course, we all want to be blessed. But maybe our blessing is being held up because we're not doers. And yes, we're going to fail sometimes. We're going to fail doing. But but God is expecting us to try to apply what we hear. And not just be a listener. I mean, church, think about it. All around the world today, especially now with live streams and internet, people are hearing messages all the time. All the time they're hearing messages and I, I, I'm always blessed when I hear that someone's listening to messages during the day and, and they're, in the, they're in the Word and they're reading their devotionals. But church, listen, it's like I talked about at Christmas. If you have that thing up on your wall that says, ask for me in my house, we will serve the Lord from Hobby Lobby, but you don't have actions in your life, it doesn't mean anything. So you can read the Bible all day long and you can pray all day long and you can do all those things that look and sound good, but God is expecting some doing. In, in other words, he's expecting some change. You know, we, we can't continue to fall in the same things. I'm going to, unless the Lord changes, I'm going to preach a message Sunday on temptation and how we've got to get past the elementary things and stop being tempted in the same things over and over again. We've got to get off the milk. Amen. We've got to start growing. We've got to start doing some things for the Lord. And it's not about just, oh, I'm in the Word, I'm praying. Then there should be fruit. Amen? There should be fruit. So, h- listen to this. Most people, and this is in the intent of reading the Bible and stuff, most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Think about that. They're just waiting for the person to get done. So they, and have, have you ever been saying something to somebody and they, f- they interrupted you before you even finished? You know they're not listening. They're already giving the reply before you even finish talking. Right? Oh, no one ever does that, right? <laughs> have you ever been talking to somebody and done like Franklin D. Roosevelt has? I have. To do the test to see if they're paying attention. I can just hear some of you there in this next week. I killed my grandma this morning. <laughs> just to test and see, see what happens. See, see if they're paying attention. Have you ever been talking to somebody and you know they're not listening? So you just stop talking. And you wait till they put their phone down. Or you wait till they look in the eye. And then you keep talking. Woo, that kind of hit a nerve right there. I could feel that hit somewhere. Amen? We, we need to stop and listen. And that, I'm telling you that we're all guilty on the listening side as much as we're on the talking. But th- I think this quote is true. Most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They're saying, basically, without saying it, hurry up and shut up so I can talk. But if we'll listen more than we talk, we'll learn more. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this for myself. I want to listen. I want to learn from you. I, li- I want to learn from you. I want to listen to what you learned. You, you could save my life. You could save me from making a bad decision. If you're a smart person in this place, you learn from other people's mistakes. Show me how that messed up. Tell me what, what went wrong so I don't have to go do the same thing. Amen? Amen? In Revelations, if you read those those chapters at the beginning of Revelation 1, 2, and 3, he's talking to the seven churches, and he says, every time he ends, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear. So he's, he's putting emphasis on, I'm saying something important. Now this is super important to understand. There is not one word in this book that's not important. Not one word in one chapter of one book that may seem very uh, trivial or small or not important, every single word in this, every dotted I and crossed T is important. Even the names, even the places, they're important. Now, as I begin to close, I want you to listen to this tonight. Good listening, I've been talking about this quite a bit recently for some reason. Good listening is like when you're listening to the radio. And whether it's digital or your hand or whatever, you turn the station and, and you're trying to catch that one station. How many know that you cannot listen to two stations at one time? You're going to get static. You might hear another station over the station, but you're not going to hear it be clear. You've got to get on one station and hear it clear. You're either hearing static or you're hearing the one station. I I, I equate that to we have to make sure that we don't have too many things going on at one time for us to be able to tune in to what God is saying. So what does that mean in the practical? It means, for example, when we come tonight... We come in with the attitude, I'm leaving my job outside. I'm leaving my family problems outside. I'm leaving the way I feel outside. I'm coming into this building. I'm going to focus on God for a few minutes. I'm going to make sure I'm listening to what the Holy Spirit's going to say. I'm not going to be worried about what i got to do tomorrow or the next day. I'm just going to focus on God tonight. Same thing in the practical is when you get up in the morning, hopefully, and you spend time with God. You're setting a time apart where you're, you're talking to God. Again, I'm not, I'm not dogging whatever you do. Praise God for it. But if your prayer time is just in the car while you're driving, that's not quality time. It's okay. It's good that you're praying in the car. Praise God for that. But there's something about tuning in 100% to something, shutting everything else out, and listening to the Holy Spirit. Reading the Bible without, you know, for example, again, all this stuff is good. Let's say you go on a bike ride and you're listening to the Bible. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. That's the best thing you could possibly listen to while you're riding a bike. But that shouldn't be your only reading time because you're focused on what you're, where you're riding, you're focused on where you're driving, you're focused on other things, and it's great that you're listening to the Bible. Listen to it all, all night long and all day long. But to really hear God's voice, you've got to tune in to that one station. You've got to give God the time. you got to spend time with God. And the more time you spend with God, the more He's going to speak to you. When you're not hearing, it's too much clutter. There's too much static. Too much is going on. you got to eliminate some clutter. You've got to eliminate some things going on in your life so that you can hear the voice of God. Amen? You can only truly hear one thing at a time. Some of you might say that you're very talented and you can hear more than one, but... I, the, the truth is, you can only hear one thing at one time. And there's a lot of voices out there. Let's, let's close out in uh, 1 Corinthians. Why can't we hear? This kind of goes about what I've been to. Why can't we hear? What, what's the key to hearing? We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, watch this with me, 10 to 16. God has revealed them to us through His Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, that we might know the things that we have been freely given to us by God. Keep reading. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, this is key, 14. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why we have to be alone. We have to be focused. We have to crucify the flesh. Because if we're trying to do a bunch of things at one time, this flesh is not going to receive it. Maybe that's why that root's not getting deep. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And watch this awesome promise. But we have the mind of Christ. We can be in tune. This this ought to make you super happy. I'm not expecting a shout or anything, but this ought to make you happy. That you can be in tune with the Holy Spirit of God. The creator of the universe. The one who created that earth in six days can speak to you. You can be in tune with Him. And, 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 And you can hear His voice clearly through His Word. And you can make decisions that are godly. And you can discern what is right and what is wrong. And God can do amazing things. I want to end, I thought that was the last one, in 1 Samuel chapter 3. You can read this more with time. But go to 1 Samuel chapter 3. And this is a perfect example. No greater example, I don't think, in the Bible. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Of learning. We've got to learn how to listen. Verse 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was laying down in his place that when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was while Samuel was laying down that the Lord called Samuel and he answered here I am so he ran to Eli and he said here I am for you called me and he said I did not call you go lay down again and he went and laid down Samuel called sorry the Lord called yet again Samuel So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, Son, I didn't call you. Go lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. I would say that many of us don't yet know how to hear the voice of God. We haven't yet learned. Because you have to learn it. And it's not something that I can teach you how to learn it. You have to learn it. You have to learn learn how to hear the voice the voice of God through the word. And it says, the Lord had not yet revealed himself to him. And the Lord called Samuel a third time. He rose and went to Eli. Here I am, Lord, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. He said, this guy's hearing something, but it's not me. Therefore Eli said, go lie down, it shall be. If he calls you, you say, speak, Lord, for your servant, what? Hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, and said, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears. This is where God wants all of us to be. He wants us to get to a place where we know how to hear the voice of God. And we all can. He, He wants us to be in tune with him. But church, it's not because God's not calling, it's not because God is too busy, He is calling, He is speaking, but we can't hear Him because there's too much clutter going on. There's too many other things happening, or we're not focused enough, or we're not, we're not dialed in, and it takes that decision to say, God, I want to hear your voice. Amen? I can't want that for you. You should want it for yourself. I want to hear them. And and there's times where it's more clear than others. It's times when it's louder than others. It's times when it's more frequent than others. But our desire every day should be to get up and dial in to to the radio of the Holy Spirit. Read His Word and say, Lord, help me today to not just be a hearer of this Word, but to be a doer. To put this into action so that I can have fruit. Father, I thank you tonight for the fact that we can all hear your voice. As I said in the beginning, God, don't let us be believers tonight that are like Guillermo and said, I can hear it perfectly, but I don't understand. Lord, help us to be hearers and doers. Help us to apply, put into practice. Help us to know when to shut other things down. Help us to know how to Get alone with you, Father. We're we're not going to stop saying this. We're not going to stop challenging us on this. All of us, Lord, I need to be a better listener. I want to be a better listener. I want to listen to your voice. I want to hear you clearer in 2022 than I've ever heard you before. But I know that comes from time spent with you. I know it comes from reading your word. I know it comes from studying your word. You said in Matthew, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. So I have to have a hunger. I have to have a thirsting for the things of God. I have to have a desire to want to hear your voice more than any other voice in the world. I have to have a desire to want to understand your word more than I want a degree or I want a job or I want a promotion. I have to have a desire to listen to your voice more than anything else in this world. And if that is my desire, you will not leave me hanging, God. You will speak and you'll call us And you'll tell us where you want us to go and you'll tell us what you want us to do. And you'll convict us with your Holy Spirit and tell us what we shouldn't do and where we shouldn't go. So we can glorify your name in everything we do. As ears are hearing tonight, as your word is being spoken all across this place, as you have heard the word of God over and over and over again, what are you doing with it tonight God wants to speak are you listening are you saved tonight are you born again have you heard the the voice of the Holy Spirit knocking have you heard him saying I want to come in and dine with you tonight you can say yes whether you're here in this congregation or you're listening online tonight you can say I hear the voice and I'm gonna say yes how many across this place, front to back and side to side, could make that decision to put your faith in who Jesus Christ is tonight? To hear the voice of the Lord. The Word of God is spoken to you tonight, and you must receive it. You must receive it. You must accept it. Say, I'm, that's me tonight. I, can you pray for me, Pastor, I'm not saved. I'm not, I need a relationship with God. I want to know His voice, amen? I want to hear His voice. I want to make sure that I've said that prayer that says I'm a sinner and I need a Savior maybe you're cold tonight maybe you're out of tune tonight with the Holy Spirit maybe there's a lot of clutter going on and and maybe you're frustrated because you don't feel like you're hearing God's Word help God show you what's cluttering things up help God show you what's in the way And he'll reveal it to you. He'll say that thing. And you know what? It it might not even be a sinful thing. It's just something that's cluttering up your hearing of God's word. It's something that's not important. It's something that you're giving more importance to. Just listen to his spirit tonight. Because he wants to speak. Let's stand tonight all across this place. And before we open up these altars, as we always do, we're going to give an opportunity for everyone listening and watching online, and listening to the podcast, which, Lord, we thank you for the technology tonight that people can hear this message. Lord, we're nobody in this place. I'm nobody. But I thank you that somebody could hear your voice tonight through mine, and they can hear the Word of God, and they can be saved, because that's why we're here. That's why the church exists. That's why you came to this earth to seek and save that which is lost. Would you all tonight in this place repeat after me, This prayer and those that are watching online, maybe you're in your car, maybe you're at work. You can say this with me right now and tonight your life can change and your sins can be forgiven. Say, Lord Jesus, I admit to you that I'm a sinner and I fall short of your glory. I need a Savior. By the power of your Holy Spirit and the conviction of your Holy Spirit, I realize tonight I need to change there's a gap between you and I but while I was still a sinner you died for me and I accept that tonight and I believe that tonight I confess with my mouth Jesus Christ is Lord believe in my heart God raised Him from the dead and because of that I'm saved I believe that tonight I receive that tonight please forgive me all my sins and wash me clean from all my unrighteousness. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And from this day forward, Lord, I'm going to learn how to live for You and listen to Your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus praise tonight.